0: Welcome to Pairing, a podcast where we pair wine with art and pop culture. I am your host, Emma Sherjarko, and this is the last time you will hear my voice. As an unmarried woman. Ha! Gotcha! Yep, Winston, my co-host, co-producer, and very soon husband and I are getting married next weekend, so I appreciate all of your patience since this episode is coming out late. We may make hashtag pairing pregame Friday a forever thing, Sure, we'll see how it goes, but hopefully this episode will get you excited for this weekend. I can't see how it won't, because this episode is the third in our Marvel series, and I was joined by none other than one of my ultimate podcaster crushes and, dare I say, friend, Julia Schifini of Spirits, to discuss one of my ultimate Norse deity crushes, Thor. Full disclosure, we recorded one or two other episodes before this one, and wine was consumed the whole time, so... You're welcome for everything that transpired here. You've probably heard Winston and me gush about Spirits every other episode, and I was so excited to have Julie on, not just because she is an expert in mythology, but because she also has way more knowledge than I do of Marvel Comics. I left this conversation knowing so much more not just about genderqueer Loki, but also about why Natalie Portman's character was so not done justice in the movies. Julia, along with her co-host Amanda McLaughlin of Spirits, and Mike Schubert of Potterless from last episode, are members of the Multitude Podcasting Collective, and I seriously cannot sing their praises highly enough. Speaking of weddings, if you want to give me and Winston the best wedding gift ever, please leave pairing a review on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. We have 31 reviews now. I want to see if 19 other gorgeous people love us enough to get us to 50 reviews by our wedding day September 22nd 2018. That's just 8 days away. So, it's a tall task, but if you do, we will thank you in the next episode. Yes, we will say your name or your handle or whatever you prefer in the next episode. Speaking of thanking people, thank you to our newest patrons who made my birthday so great last episode. Thank you to Zoo Yorker, Jeffrey Woolston and Katie Humans. and Thank you, as always, to Mara Zobrist, our absolutely outstanding, dare I say, stunning advanced producer patron. You all are more attractive than Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson put together. Thanks to all these amazing folk, we have passed our second goal and can now fund our superior editing software. Seriously, without all of our patrons, it would have been so hard to make this episode sound as good as it hopefully does, and I am forever in your debt. Also, I mentioned on social media that this episode has some extra juicy audio extras where you can hear spoilers about mine and Julia's weddings. Mom, Bill and Ari, you can't listen till next week, sorry. And also about some future episodes. For just $3 a month, all this knowledge can be yours. Come visit us at patreon.com/pairingpodcast. Also, special thanks this episode go out to Zach Valenti and his cat Tiffy for generously lending us their recording studio. Yes, I say there because obviously Tiffy is the studio manager of Zach's recording studio. Duh. Um, (laughs) Hashtag pairing podcast. And um, Zach is a wonderful friend and he was so sweet the last time I was in New York for lending me and Julia this space for so long because... There are going to be at least one, if not two, other episodes with me and Julia coming out as the fruits of this recording session. So thank you so much, Zach. You are the best. Love you lots. Without further ado, here is episode 19 Thor with Julia Shafini. Only thing I remember is Chris Eccleston plays a really good villain in it, and he, that's about it. Yes, he plays um, uh, well, yeah, he plays the villain um, he plays a dark elf you know, oh, called Dark me- Yeah, meth- Methiglin oh god, Methiglin? terrible name, yeah, but t- alright t- t- I, no, I mean, no, it's probably like canonically a norse name <laughs> that's actually really funny it's no his name is Malica, Oh my but god! but the reason why i said methaglin is because i was researching mead oh my god and methaglin is apparently another name for mead um so we're just getting right into we're this we're just gonna yeah, go yeah, right yeah. in <laughs> i'm gonna take off my earrings yes that me, is now which is weird because for an hour and 40 yeah. minutes they were fine yeah no i actually i'm gonna do that too we're Julia Schiffini is here with me. We're, we're both taking off <laughs> we're, our earrings. And we're both taking off our earrings. Not this because a, this we're a about double teacher. Not because we're about to wrestle. Um, <laughs> but we are here again <laughs> to talk about um Thor. So this is going to be probably the probably the third in my Marvel themed series. I know you did one with uh Lauren. I did one and with American with uh, Lauren and American gods. With you know? American gods, which I am gonna do point. an American God's episode. At some point I would it love to do that, that. with it you. Could just be. Okay. All right. I will I'm I just get... gonna steal all of the topics. Yes, as as you should. You're my number one go to person. Oh, you know what I just realized? We have the fan. We have stuff the going. fan <laughs> <on>. <laughs> turn it you off. No, I'm gonna turn I'm gonna turn it off. Okay. This is great. It's fine. We're starting off on such a good note. So good. We're gonna keep it on. Taking all in. earrings off. Yeah. We're good. Yeah, We've got I'll air just, conditioning. I'll keep people entertained while you go do that. It's fine. You just spit fire. Julia Shafini on the mic. Oh, no. Now now I'm panicking. Oh, no. This is like the original, like, uh, I'm I'm in a dream and I'm naked in front of the class kind of situation, except with a microphone and probably thousands of listeners. Yeah. Not great. Honestly, not great. Um, Could be worse. Let's hope thousands of listeners. I mean, I, I'm putting that into the universe yeah, for you. you. You're thank welcome. You. I appreciate that. Of course. I really do. <laughs> It was really funny. I, I couldn't figure out these headphones earlier. I was like, Zach, sure. why, why? Why are they backwards? Why are they backwards? What and he was happened? like, you you just, just Yeah, it. just flip it. Yeah. And I was like, but I can't figure out the thing. Um, I have a side note for yes. you. So um, when I go into the city to record with Amanda for Spirits episodes, yes. um, we I, I usually bring my good headphones because in yeah. case we have a guest of or in course. case we have the yeah. editor on the line yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so... One of the LIRR conductors now knows me as the podcast girl Aww. because he like saw my giant ass headphones, yeah. my studio headphones, and, and he was like asking me questions about them. He's like, "Well, why do you have those?" I'm like, "Oh, well, I I, I do a podcast." He's like, "What's the name of your podcast?" And apparently, has listened to my podcast now. <gasps> that's amazing. Asks me questions about it every time he sees me. Oh, it's fucking weird. That's so sweet. Um, shout out to you, LIRR conductor you're a, pro. <laughs> you're, a pro. you're a pro you're a pro we love you um so we're here um so this so okay so we did captain america with lauren mm-hmm. shippen spider-man with mike schubert <gasps> which... i didn't know that was a thing yep, i'm yep, so excited yep now. so that's probably going to be the next episode that that's i amazing. release and so this is probably going to be the next one after that i i will take um, a secondary role to mike schubert only because only because like there's things we talked about no, in I there, get it. you know, you know, you know. but anyway, mm-hmm. we're here to talk about arguably my favorite Avenger. I go back and forth. I go back and forth, right. back and forth on who my favorite Avenger is, but I love Thor. I really do. It's very good. And I love and I also just love the Thor and Loki duo Mm -hmm. and as so as i was just saying as as we entered into the recording process um (laughs) is cold open yeah the cold open so i hadn't seen the first thor in a long time like maybe since it i first saw it or Mm -hmm. like a few maybe i saw it once after that well, that's because hot take, Ragnarok is a thousand times so better than better. either of the other so, Thor movies. So much better. Which is saying something because the first one is directed by Kenneth Branagh. Yes. Which is which is something that Lauren and I were talking about because I love Shakespeare. And so I was so excited. I was like, this is everything for me. We'll talk and, about it more. Yes, I I we'll yes. get to that point we will. at some point. But I even I even because it was ninety degrees in New York City today and I am just not Used to the humidity. Ah. And and slash, even if you are used to it, why would you go outside into it if you didn't have Just to? sit in front of an air conditioner yeah. and watch Thor. Yeah. So that's what I did. And not only did I watch Thor, I watched Thor The Dark World. I'm so sorry for your yeah. loss. <laughs> um, you know what? It wasn't actually, I had never seen it before, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least I'd never seen the whole thing through. Mm-hmm. I thought that I had, but I don't think I actually had. And... It wasn't quite as bad as I remembered. But it's also not great. It's not great. It's definitely one of the weakest films in the MCU. Yes, For sure. Absolutely. I would say it's a little better than Age of Ultron. Okay, um, that's fair. But not significantly. Yeah, but Age of Ultron has Quicksilver, which is the only plus stage <laughs> Age of know. Ultron. <laughs> it's true. It's really true. But not the Quicksilver from... Uh, not Evan Peters. No, but I actually liked the Quicksilver from Age of Ultron better than Evan Peters. Really? Yeah, really? I have strong feelings. Okay. But okay. also, well, I'm curious to hear about your Joss feelings. Joss Whedon did the thing where he's like, oh, well, you like this one character who is sassy yeah. and great? I'ma murder him. Yeah. Fucking Joss Whedon. Yeah, that's the classic yeah. Joss Whedon. It really is. And, yeah, and there was just, like, there's a lot about it that is superficial in a way that yeah. The rest of the movies aren't, in my opinion. Sure, but, um, but the Dark World, Thor: The Dark World, is just kind of like, eh.
1: it's just it kind of the
0: like a good mediocre sci fi movie exactly. if it wasn't a Marvel Cinematic Universe exactly. movie. Exactly, like honestly, sure. it it sort of reminded me of. Um, Star Trek Into Darkness. I was gonna say Jupiter Rising. Okay, yes, that's, but like th- that's that same too. vein of like, same vein of like highly produced and directed sci-fi yeah. fantasy, but also kind of terrible. Yes, yes, and so. We're we're starting out with hot takes right off the bat. We're 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 like almost completely done with this first bottle of wine. Yeah, we're we're, and there's another one. Mm -hmm. So if we need it, we'll see. Uh, We'll see see see. how bad these Thor movies are. Uh, Yeah, but speaking of, so since I started talking about it and was recording anyway, um, I have been requested on several times to talk about Mead because a lot of my listeners. I love you all, you're not actually big fans of wine, mm-hmm. and that's totally cool. And a lot of people don't like wine because it's a little too dry, sure. or and so, Tastes like vinegar to some people. Yeah, absolutely. I was like that and for I get a really that. long time. I get that. Do you want to? Can I tell you one of my favorite like early wine drinking stories? Please do. So I was dating my now fiance in two weeks. Husband. Yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> Congratulations. So crazy. By the time this episode is released, you will husband. be married. My husband. I might not yet be, but I will soon be. That's fair. Yeah. Um. So I went to his house. He's a very Italian gentleman. Yes. His family is one hundred percent Italian. Yes. Um, and so I am a 16-year-old going to dinner, uh, uh-huh. Sunday gravy ah, at their house for the Sunday first time. Gravy. And so I'm offered a bottle, uh, a glass of wine with my dinner, There you, you go. know, as a 16-year-old. As a 16-year-old. Totally okay. something that you do for there your you your son's yeah, yeah, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so they they hand me a glass of a Chianti that has clearly been, like, looking back at it now, it's been open for like maybe a week. And sure. it just tastes like straight balsamic vinegar. Yep. And yep. I'm just, I look at her, I look at my my future mother-in-law. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, thank you. Yeah. Th- that was a good, that was a good choice, Julia. This was because, I just no. well, because Chianti on its own, even if you just open it, is one of the most acidic red wines it's out so there. So strong. Like, and they're like, they're uber Italian, so they like that dark of course, stuff. Of and course. And Jake still really likes a dark red, but oh, um, um, I I love it. I love it, too. I, Chianti and, as I've talked about a lot, Sangiovese mm-hmm. are some of my favorite wines ever, um, but they can be almost too astringent. Yeah. And if they've been open for a really long time, then they're not going to taste so good. It was also like a Magnum bottle of something. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, Perfect. that was probably $7, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, here, drink up, yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Welcome to the family. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, not great, um, but my palate has since evolved. Well, I'm I'm very glad. Yes. I'm very glad. No, I'm, I'm glad you're really enjoying scarred. the one that we're having. Yes, here. this is um a, since we since we uh, recorded it separately. Yes, we recorded it separately. Um, this is still this bottle of Ribera del Duero from uh, Spain. So it's a Tempranillo and i kind of picked it because i kind of think that there's something temper neo-ish about thor like mm-hmm. i was thinking about what what wine i would pair with thor i was like I, it doesn't really matter what wine it just a lot of it yes you know just, as <laughs> as he says in the first movie yeah i like this slams the glass yeah, to the yeah. ground another another <laughs> in, in true kind of um, <sighs> nordic fashion yes indeed just get as fucked up as possible Ab- Absolutely. Um, though, like that's not necessarily true. Like, most of the ancient people were watering down their wine. They don't yeah. drink it straight like we do. Yeah, now. exactly. It was probably more like five percent than this bottle, which is I'm guessing thirteen point five. That was what I was gonna say. Choice. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Okay, but just just going back to since some people have asked me to talk about mead, yes. So (laughs) the the uh, villain of the dark world is not (laughs) methaglin. Methaglin is another name (laughs) for mead. It could. It's funny because I was talking about another wine thing called phylloxera in the Captain Mm -hmm. America episode, and Lauren and I decided that. Phylloxera sounds like a Marvel villain. It does. So so does Methiglin. So mm-hmm. so the second the second uh, Marvel villain is uh, Methiglin. It's Methiglin vaguely Tolkien. It is. It is like my my Glenn is a character mm-hmm. from from Tolkien. I mean, so like very... honestly, you're not far off then at that. Point. Absolutely, you're right there. Um, but fun fact: so Methiglin, and I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing it, comes from a, we- a Welsh word, Mediglin, which means physician. Take that for what it's worth. I will then. also say that Welsh words are impossible to pronounce yes. for anyone who is not Welsh. Absolutely. 100%. So that is almost certainly not how you say it. That is just how it is spelled. Um, on Spirits podcast, my other podcast, yes. um, I am very bad at pronouncing words that are not English. So well, you, um, I you, understand completely. You have um, a tall task ahead of you because you you have to deal with many different cultures yes. and many different languages. And you was know really hard? Irish. Irish is really Gaelic large. is impossible to speak if you fun, did not grow up doing it. Fun fact: When I was like twelve or thirteen, I I taught myself some Gaelic. Of course you did. Because that's of does that she does that surprise you at nope, all? No, not nope, at all. Not not a little not bit. A little and I was I was actually a little upset because my I asked my mom for like a teach yourself Gaelic mm-hmm. book and tape, and she got me the Scottish Gaelic. Not, not the, the, same. It's not not the, the same. same. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's very similar, but it's not the same. But my favorite, I just remember going through and just like teaching you how to pronounce the consonants. And I remember, so D-H and G-H are pretty much pronounced the same, but the the description of how to pronounce it is <laughs> Or like B-D. How do you think you would pronounce B-D in Gaelic? Um, well, I mean, you know, probably. I I, I do know, yeah. but uh, but it's it's V, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like a V sound. Yeah, it's a V sound. Would have never guessed that. Yep. It's if... just it's just one of those things. Yeah. It's just one of those things. But anyway, sorry. Okay, so I keep distracted. Medicine. <laughs> I'm Me- just gonna lean back from my mic. Sorry, don't keep interrupting. No, no, that's why you're here. That's why you're here. <laughs> um. So mead is medicine. So mead, in case you didn't know, it's basically fermented honey and water. Sometimes yeast is added to expedite the fermentation process, mm-hmm. but it's pretty much just fermented honey. Um, and one thing I found out in my research, so it makes sense that it was popular in Northern Europe because it's a bit colder there and they can't really grow grapes. So sure. it makes sense and you got to drink something. And so mead fell out of popularity once beer really became a thing I also really appreciate Rish. the idea you gotta drink something yeah something's gotta-, <laughs> gotta be alcoholic right right like literally the history of humanity is yeah we gotta drink something oh no man I gotta get fucked up <laughs> I gotta get fucked up <laughs> let me let me see what happens if I add some yeast to this honey <laughs> That is one and of my favorite historical things. It's just like yeah. we fucked up this thing that exists in nature already, but we're gonna eat it anyway. Yeah, like why not? cheese. I'm a big cheese person. Oh, yes. I'm you, a cheesemonger. You are a cheesemonger. Mm-hmm. So and like the idea is like, yo, we fucked up this milk somehow. Yeah, They're like why don't we eat it? Yeah, <laughs> it's delicious. It's fucking ridiculous. Like yeah. human beings are so out of this world when it comes to like we're just gonna do some science on some food and then it's another food. Yeah, and it's just like. I- how did you come up with that idea like who how? was the first person to mm-hmm. come up with that idea yeah the um the apocryphal story of cheese making mm. is um a um someone in the either egyptian desert or somewhere in the middle east yeah. is traveling uh via camel with mm-hmm. a, a thing of goat's milk on its side right. and because of the heat and the movement of the camel it yeah. curds and yeah. it becomes cheese and then he's yeah. like well i can't drink this i might as well eat it it's a, it's it's the cheese origin story there you go it's oh apocryphal so we're not sure if it actually happened or not, i'm gonna i'm gonna pretend like it's i mean it's true fact i love and good history. apocryphal stories yeah i love good apocryphal I'm stories i'm all about folklore so yeah. like yeah exactly. who might say it didn't happen exactly who are we to say what's true and not true and so the the other thing that happened that made me come, go out of style, mm-hmm. I guess, was the importation of cane sugar. Sure. To Europe Because... Don't need honey because you have sugar sweetening stuff. Exactly. Gotcha. And so because there was less honey, there was less mead, and probably at that point, if they figured out how to import cane sugar, they probably figured out how to import wine. Everything else. Everything yeah. else. So there we go. So that is, um, that is a brief history of mead. There we go. <laughs> I love mead. I do too. It's delicious. And it is delicious. And you know there are some that are really quite sweet, mm-hmm. but there are some that are closer to dry. And there's also also apparently, I should say, methaglen, our you know, uh, Marvel our villain. villain, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, is only refers to spiced mead. Okay, not not just plain old fermented honey. What kind of spices go into spiced meat? I don't know. I imagine kind of like clove and, like and star anise sim- or something, yeah, like something, something like that. Yeah, something like that. That's what I imagine. I don't think you you would add like cumin no, or paprika. No, probably not. I would, I would assume oregano. that they're, they're sweet <laughs> yeah. spices and not savory spices. Yes, I would, I would imagine that too. Um, oregano <laughs> and <laughs> mead would yeah. be quite interesting. <laughs> yeah. It would be quite interesting. Only the Italians would do that. Yeah, that's about yeah. right. There we go. Checks out. Okay, so that is your brief history of mead and there's there's lots of meteries that have sprung up over even even the United States. You know there's one that's in New York now? Really? what Which one? I don't remember the name of yeah. it. But do you remember the... Show the sweet life of Zach and Cody. Yes, I do. Um, yeah. So, one of the brothers is still uh-huh. acting. He's in okay. Riverdale. Good for you. And the other brother is living in New York, is opening a meadery, and also plays Dungeons and Dragons. Living the dream. So, like, honestly, if I had to pick, yeah. Yeah. it would be the Mead Dungeons and Dragons player. Yeah. I don't know which one's which, so. I don't know which one would be. It doesn't either. matter. But, but I'm with you, Mead Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. player. 100%. Good for you, still acting guy so uh i found I'm one distracting you so hard no. from this i apologize oh my god that no that is why you're here and i also have had you know almost half a bottle of wine yeah, Same. and apparently apparently we talked for like almost two hours about i don't wrestling, know how that happened I, something is wrong with time mm. yeah i think yep. we got sucked into maybe thanos was using the time stone <laughs> oh no and we got Time got elongated. Or like Doctor or, Strange. Or, or Doctor Strange, yes. That's fair. Which is another episode that I have to have. Good and luck for that person. I, know, I apologize I know. in advance. Well, it's a tough one. And I see, I think that, you know, if you did the like BuzzFeed quiz of which, you know, Marvel character are you, I think I would be Doctor Strange. Okay. Um, Interesting choice. I need yeah. the explanation behind it. Well, I, it's just because I've got a lot of pride. Okay. But I also like to think that i am willing to work past my pride mm-hmm. and embrace a different culture and or not different culture and tradition but like embrace a different way of thinking sure and a metaphysical a metaphysical thing, thing. Mm-hmm. yeah i don't know maybe maybe i'm totally full of shit but maybe that, but also dr strange was. but also doc it's true <laughs> it's true not wrong but Jessica so, Jones so, would be my choice if we had to pick oh yes oh, absolutely yeah. you're totally Jessica Jones absolutely. you know alcoholic with PTSD that's me yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say you know badass uh I appreciate private that. detective with super strength but okay I mean either way <laughs> either way either way. oh but the, okay so there's this this mead that I found called grimfrost oh that is so good which is so good and it also it sounds like bifrost Mm -hmm. which is the 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 magical rainbow bridge Mm -hmm. that heimdall can open idris elba played by idris elba oh so good casting oh the the casting in particular though this is something that's interesting so in the first thor then the first and second thor you get the other four kind of heroes yeah like thor's like sidekicks yeah thor's minions and it's very interesting because the one the 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 white blonde one He gets a recast recast in the second one, right? Yes, and he is played He's played by Josh Dallas in the first one mm-hmm. of Once Upon a Time, which I totally watch. Um, and who is he playing? Once Upon a Time, he's Prince Charming. Oh, okay, yeah, the uh, Snow White's Prince Charming. Yes, okay, Yeah. Cool. Snow White's Prince Charming. I've only watched the first season. <laughs> um, the first season is the best season. <laughs> um, okay, good. <laughs> I'm glad I'm it's on not this really rubbish. worth going forward no, unless you're like cool. me and unless kind you of- really have a crush on Captain Hook. In which case, like I understand yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Which which, and we get more Mulan in later seasons. I think. She's definitely in season two. Okay. I haven't, if she comes, I hope she comes back, but she hasn't been in like three and four and that's about as far a shame. as I, as I got. Give me more gay Mulan. I know, right? So good. Well, and they just like, they introduce that she's gay and then she disappears. I'm like, come that's, on, Isn't people. that how it always is? It is how it always is. Look at you, Joss. Yeah. Can. Come on, Joss. <laughs> um, and so, okay. But then he goes recast as Zachary Levi. Mm-hmm. Who's Chuck and Chuck? Also, Zachary Levi is playing Shazam in the upcoming Shazam movie. Seriously, I think so. That's a weird choice. Yeah, that's a very weird choice. Yes, it is. He's had a strange career. Well, so Shazam is a very like comedic role. It's true. It is true. Do you know anything about Shazam? I do. Okay. Yes. Cool. Yes, I do. Uh, For the listeners, Shazam is like a twelve-year-old boy who gets superpowers that like align with the powers of uh greek gods basically or demigods oh my god now we have to do a shazam episode don't do that to me (laughs) shazam aka captain marvel before the lawsuit yep (laughs) oh no oh no but uh yeah i'm pretty sure zachary levi is playing him in the upcoming dc film that's coming out that's very cool i didn't watch the trailer but i only imagine it's probably funny I am I. I would imagine so. I really like Chuck, or at least what I saw of Chuck. I think yeah. I stopped watching. I've after, seen like, him in a couple of Broadway shows too. Yeah, I he's, know he's a good comedic. He's actor. very charming. He's mm-hmm. very funny for sure. Um, it was just a weird acting choice because it's not a very big part. No, and and so I was like, but, like I understand. Zachary <laughs> Levi, I just get him. Yeah, so maybe maybe Josh Josh Dallas was too busy doing Once Upon a Time That's or something. Possible. But but like Zachary Levi but, wasn't busy. Yeah, it's so weird. It's also, so I would never give me. up fucking a- mcu movie in order to go exactly do there's, once sorry, there's once upon a time sorry once upon a time sorry <laughs> once upon a time but and also money, one of the disney other money. yes i know but the, though i don't think it was disney at the time when did the, when did disney buy marvel oh fuck i don't remember now i don't remember it was either. around the avengers time They okay. were like we're so gonna maybe, we're just gonna do this so maybe so maybe it was already yeah it was already disney right um is, is once upon a time disney though Yes. Okay, good. Yes, so he's yes. still making that, that still Disney making money. He's still making that Disney money. Way. Good but for you. But he's <laughs> not making that Disney movie money. He's making that <laughs> Disney TV money. Which, you know, for the long haul, Yeah. maybe is a... Those residuals are probably yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Which turns out, you know, that these four characters had absolutely nothing to do with any of the Avengers movies. Or Ragnarok. Or Ragnarok. Yeah. So... Sorry. Whoops. Though like oh, let's be inclusive with our characters. Hogan, the the Japanese guy, mm-hmm. he is in Ragnarok. Yeah, but like He's for a for a hot, hot second, second before he gets murdered? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep, that that definitely uh, yeah, happens. Oh yeah, let's just murder all our yeah. all our not white characters. That yep. seems fine. Yep. But we did get Tessa Thompson, so like It's true. Yes. And she is amazing. And and what I was saying to my friend who I was watching the movie with earlier, I was like, I'm so glad that in Ragnarok, like I love Natalie Portman. I really do. But her, her and Thor's relationship never made sense or was believable to me. Uh-oh. Okay. Got to, hold you got on. Some... Can I, Can yeah. I? like, okay, we got to do a rant real quick. Yes. Okay. Please so do a rant. So do you know anything about Thor in the comics? I know a little bit about Thor in the okay. comics, but not a lot. So basically when we're looking at the Thor movie, the original one, yes. they're playing off this idea that originally Thor was sent down it, it, it's the basic storyline where it's like odin tells him you are not worthy and then right. he sends him down to right. earth yes um but classic in, you know but in uh the comics thor is kind of put into the body of this physically disabled uh doctorate student who is like training to be a medical doctor interesting i did not know that. and he is basically in this position as this like mortal character until he discovers munia again huh. and in which case he is able to assume the identity of thor again when he claims the hammer oh my god but he I has this kind that. of dual um not dual personality but he yeah. has the um the uh, civilian identity, gotcha. The secret alias, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, secret identity is the word I was looking. If I secret- just combine those two things, I liked that. I liked how we got there. Yeah. No. <laughs> eventually we got there. Yeah. I'm just um, gonna pour myself some more. We'll go for it. Yeah. Um, so he has the secret identity as this mortal person. They drop it later on in the comics, where it's just like Thor is Thor. So he, so he kind of has like a little bit of a Superman thing going on, vaguely for the first couple things, only because at that point superheroes had to have secret identities right because that was just how comics worked exactly Um, but they dropped it later because they were just like uh and they incorporate that into the um the movies where it's just like thor is thor and everyone recognizes thor on earth right and the only one who i can think of in the mcu who really has a secret identity is spider-man exactly yeah yeah um but in the first Tiffy's coming over Tiffy's I just coming got over. distracted by her yeah, yeah. Um, so in the, <laughs> the first the kitty's coming hello kitty um so in the first thor movie the fact that she has him like dressing in her ex's clothes and oh. stuff that's a play on his original like quote unquote mortal identity oh that's who he was supposed yeah. to be oh my mm-hmm. god that is so cool that makes so that is a much yes. better story Absolutely. than yeah. yeah yeah uh but the problem with Natalie Portman in the movies yeah, is the fact that she's so much badass in the comics. Yeah. So there is a whole storyline in the recent comics okay. where Thor is declared unworthy to yield Munya again. Uh-huh. Again. Um, he loses an arm. He um, he creates an axe for himself to use into mm-hmm. battle. But basically Odin's like, nah, brah, you can't
1: never yeah. again
0: will you, you be able to yield the hammer. Right. Um, And so someone else discovers Uh the hammer and for a very long time or like for at least like at least 12 to 14 issues there Uh is someone who's going around yeah taking the title of thor because they were worthy enough to take the munia from where it was resting i love this and it was a lady thor (gasps) And it was Jane the it entire was Jane time. The entire time, uh, Jane, who has cancer, and by using the Thor personality, is able to like postpone her cancer and like is, keep it at bay. That is so cool and so much more interesting. Yeah. And like than Thor, what they did. finds her, tracks her down, figures yeah. out who she is, yeah. and is like, you know what? No, you keep it. Yeah. And he goes by Odin's son <gasps> in the story yeah. instead of Thor because yeah. he's no longer worthy of the title of Thor, but Jane is, oh which my- is why. I wish they would incorporate Jane into it because his whole unworthy storyline is what they incorporated into Ragnarok. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have Mjolnir anymore. He's using his thunder powers. He lost his eye, which is a like Odin tribute instead of the arm, but like still. Um, Though in in the dark world, Mm -hmm. in the in the like Loki glamour Mm -hmm. scene where they're on the dark elf planet, which Mm -hmm. I can't remember remember the name of, but one of the realms. Yeah, Loki does. Chop uh, off his arm. Chop off his arm. It's been a while but, since I've seen that. But, but it yeah. is. But it's not real. Mm-hmm. You think you think it's real, but then it's not real. He gets like a cool middle. It's arm right. in the comics. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I love that. I love that story so it's much more than what they did with Jane in in the movie. And like, see, I wasn't a Thor fan of the comics when I started out. I was sure. very much. I liked Spider Man and yep. I liked X Men. X Men were my jam. I think that the only, like, ubiquitous superhero that everyone loves is Spider-Man. Well, and, like, even Spider-Man has his moments. He like, does. Of course Spider, does. Spider-Man, especially the Peter Parker version of Spider-Man, yeah. very much kind of has this, like, melancholic personality to him that I find a little bit irritating. Yep. Yep. Um, which, which I love the Tom Holland version. Right. And of, that works because he's still a teen and stuff yeah, like and that. Yeah, and he's a kid and he's adorable. But, like, the Peter Parker character where he's, like, I'm a nerd and no one likes nerds. I'm yeah. like, okay, well, for one, that's bullshit because yeah. like, nerds are the ones who are like your bosses now. Right. So like making the nerd the like, the outlier character makes no sense to me yeah but also peter parker always had this kind of like oh that's just that part of the parker luck, right you're like oh i got fucked over and someone i love died that's just that parker luck. and that just that parker luck. what can what can you do do? yeah but um well that makes me that makes me really happy that 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 storyline exists for jane mm -hmm. in the comics in the comics at least because what they did with natalie portman i mean. The first movie, Thor, which I like. I yeah. do. I think it's a fun movie. It's And it's one of the first movies in the MCU. Mm-hmm. I think it, it might have been the second. Is second it before or th- Captain America or after Captain America? I can't remember if it's before or after Because Captain I think that's America. really interesting. Because, I actually think it came before, now that I'm thinking about it. Which makes sense, because when you look at the Captain America movie, they set up for the Norse mythological influence they do they talk about yggdrasil Mm -hmm. and and like pulling the the sphere not the sphere the the cube out of um, that church the tesseract yeah the tesseract out of that church um so establishing thor as a mythology but also incorporating it into what they would later create with their like space areas yeah. So like being like, oh, there's multi dimensions and there's space and there's space travel. Uh huh. Um, makes so much sense when you're trying to incorporate it into the MCU universe. It does. Um. So so this brings me to to one of my questions, sure. which is something that I think a lot about in the Marvel universe, mm-hmm. where I'm like, so Stan Lee created all of these different characters. Sure. But Thor Thor is an existing mythological figure. Right. Why was he like? this guy like I'm gonna take this guy and make him an Avenger well so Stan Lee took a lot of influence from mythology in general totally, totally so Thor became more popular but there was also Hercules yeah. Marvel oh, Universe yeah, that's used Hercules true. as yeah. a character for a very yeah. long time. Yeah, yeah, And so it was just, it was easy for them to be like, hey, here's this mythological thing that exists already in the universe. Yeah. Also, DC's doing it at the same time as us, which true. Wonder Woman and the Amazons. Very the fact true. The Amazons are all Greek mythology villains. So, like, the main Amazon Wonder Woman villain is Ares. Right. Right. Which, which we saw in the most recent Wonder yes. Woman film. So but... incorporating pantheons into comic books was already an established thing when stan lee decided hey we're gonna use thor and the norse mythology and stuff like that very cool yeah okay that 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 makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. and you know i I guess it's just super fun as well like sure. you know, thor and his magic hammer so like and- being like oh yeah we got like fucking we got like captain america who is just a dude who got injected with a serum yeah. that makes him super strong and then we have Oh God! <laughs> yeah, I know. I know that in some ways Thor is like the anti Captain mm-hmm. America, and and that's something that uh, Lauren and I also talked about. In right, because their values go from like they kind of like crisscross yeah. in they, the middle. They do because Thor is like he's basically I want to say like chaotic good, and yes. Captain America has always been lawful, lawful good, good. Yes. and so they kind of meet in the middle at neutral good by the time that like the most recent movie came out. I think I think that's true. Mm-hmm. I think that's. That's very true and a good assessment of, of where they lie for sure. So, I wanted to talk about Thor Ragnarok. Sure, specifically hit me with it because because Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi and it is, objectively, the best Thor movie. No, it is. It absolutely is. But when I saw it, when I saw it the first time, I didn't. Well, I really, really liked it, but I didn't love it as much as I do now. It's one of the few movies that I like it more and more every LCC. time I watch it. You get more it. details. You get more like details, and there's so many like funny like little pieces of humor and details going on in there mm-hmm. that I really, really liked. And that brings me back to one other little wine connection, mm-hmm. which is, well, two wine connections. One is the idea that unlike the bottle of Chianti that was open Uh for a week. Some wines do get much better as they like are open for a while and they breathe. And that's kind of how I feel about my experience with Thor Ragnarok. Beautiful. It's like opening a bottle of wine and being like, oh, that smells good, but it's okay. But then having another glass and being like, oh yeah, actually this is tasty. Mm -hmm. And then the next one is like, oh, it's fabulous. And so that's, that's how I feel about Thor Ragnarok. I also, as I, as I get, Older, and you know your palate is constantly changing, just sure. as your kind of artistic palate, quote unquote, Absolutely. is constantly changing. And um, as I get older, I like Chardonnay more and more. Interesting. Which Chardonnay gives me an instant headache. Yes, uh, probably especially from california yeah, i would anything I would super oaky will fuck yes me up. and i don't like super oaky chardonnay mm-hmm. but once i realized that the, it can be unoaked or very lightly oaked mm-hmm. i started getting really really into yeah it. stuff that's more like vanilla bean is yes. more my jam than like yeah. super oaky yes i have one that i that i know i can stand okay it's um the dark horse chardonnay Oh, which is yeah. a California one. Yeah, I yeah, think. yeah. It is a it is a it is a California mm-hmm. one. You should look into Macan Village, Ooh. which is um it's a it's a burgundy, but it's one of the few like affordable burgundies. Okay. Like you can find twelve to fifteen dollar Village. in my price range. <laughs> yeah. Rather than like fifty dollars and above, which gotcha. is my problem with burgundy. Mm. Yes. It's delicious. Can I drink it every night? No. Unfortunately not. Maybe not even um, every month. Yeah, maybe <laughs> not even ever. But Once a year, Uh, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) But, but Macon Villages I love because they are often unoaked or lightly oaked and, Mm -hmm. and they're just delicious. Yeah. I could do like a steel, steel barrel Chardonnay. Yeah. Absolutely. Also, funny enough, speaking of Taika Waititi, New Zealand Chardonnays are some of my favorite, which is a big surprise to me because I never, like, you think of New Zealand as Sauvignon Blanc. That's usually what I go for. Yeah. Absolutely. But they, actually make really really good chardonnay there interesting and my personal favorite is and i've been told how to pronounce this so many different times so if my you, favorite thing yeah if you if you are from new zealand and know how to I'm pronounce so sorry. it cute K- kumeu or Kumeo, it's K U M E U. K U M E. and their their village kumeu. i think i think i've so. heard Kumeo and i've heard kumeu and a couple other variations. Kumeyu of it. sounds like kiwi, which yeah. I feel like is a little bit maybe anglicized. Probably. I don't know. Probably. I don't know a shit ton about it. Tell language. me tell me how to pronounce it. Kumeu village All right. is delicious. Dope. So check it what out. What kind of notes do you usually get from that kind of thing? I get I get, you know, like you get a little bit of of that kinda of buttered popcorn right. toastiness to mm-hmm. it, but it's mostly very clean fruit like tropical like pineapple like guava yeah mm, maybe a little guava yeah mm-hmm. but like pineapple mango nice. a little bit there it's a little bit more rich in fruit gotcha and less in oak that sounds more is, my jam which is how i roll too that sounds like i have a good cheese pairing oh for my that, god actually. i was hoping you'd make a cheese pairing um, with that <laughs> one i would recommend a um american mm. aged goat's milk gouda called Same. Midnight Moon. Midnight Moon. Comes out of a uh, dairy called Cypress Grove in California. I've heard of Cypress they Grove. They make really yeah. good shit. Yeah. But um, Midnight Moon is a delightful, you said caramel popcorn. Yeah. And that's exactly what that tastes like. Perfect. Mm, so that would be really Perfect nice. pairing. Also, a good recommendation if you prefer softer stuff mm-hmm. would be the Hudson Valley Camembert, which Yum. is a cross between a um, a cow's milk. And mm-hmm. a sheep's milk triple creme Camembert. Oh my god! You can get that like grassy, a little bit fruity note yeah. to it, which is really, okay. really nice. Okay, next time we do this, we're gonna do cheese. Next we're doing time. cheese next. I time. almost thought about getting yeah. cheese, but I just like didn't have the time to go to the store. And it's okay because we've got time. we've got a lot of other topics we to do. talk about. So many So topics. we've got so we're we're just gonna have wine and cheese It'll be night. Fine. Colorado's got some pretty good uh, artisan cheese. Stuff. We do, we do out there. Yeah, yeah. There's there's some good stuff out there, which I need to I need to investigate a little mm-hmm. bit more. But for sure, for sure. I've been getting more into cheese mm-hmm. and like trying to learn about it a little bit, but not really knowing. We'll we'll much swap about some uh, yeah. tips. It's exactly, fine. <laughs> exactly. Okay. <laughs> I wrote down. I was talking with my friend mm-hmm. about uh, after I watched Thor: The Dark World um john paul this is a shout out to you because i think you listen thank you john and paul thank you john paul um and we were talking about how well you know like i feel like thor he would really like like a big dark full-bodied red oh, wine sure. like kind of kind of like this i think mm-hmm. he would like something like this or even more intense like spicier yeah and mm-hmm. he would just chug it and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and the whole bottle and and glute, john glute. paul uh without skipping a beat said yeah he would get hammered so good, <laughs> so good, so good. Classic. So good. And meanwhile, I think Loki is actually much more of like a white wine sure Or a rosé. He could be. Oh, actually, okay, yeah. So let's talk about genderqueer Loki yes. for a second. Yes, can we please? Okay. So Loki is one of the few like mythological examples of gender queerness yes. in like the ancient world. Which, by the way, the gender queer episode of Spirits that you released recently is amazing. Yeah, Andrea is wonderful and like yeah. is really, really well-versed in that uh, topic. She's so smart and mm-hmm. I just really enjoyed listening uh, to her. We it. have another episode coming out with her eventually um, about um, cross-dressing in mythology That's amazing. Um, And she does a great episode on, uh, or a great story in that episode on Thor and Loki uh, doing some cross-dressing. Amazing. Specifically Thor doing some cross-dressing. Amazing. Um, But very good. But so um, Loki is traditionally um, a genderqueer god, which um, the comics have kind of touched upon, not so much in the movies, though we've gotten kind of... Winks and nods to the fact that he's probably buyer or pan, um, which is wonderful. Like yes. a plus, like I, flirt with jo- which is which, <laughs> flirt with Jeff Goldblum as much as you would like. That is the one of the very few examples of. Sorry, now I'm gonna go on. A oh tangent. no, go for it because I agree. My one problem with Ragnarok is that they kind of allude to the fact that Valkyrie Tessa Thompson Tessa Thompson clearer there. Yeah she's I supposed to they cut the queer. scene where she I like know. flirts with a bartender who's a lady yeah and and the fact that like her friend who died was actually her lover mm. and you know it's 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 a whole thing I'm still very mad but it's fine you get a little bit of genderqueer low loki and that's okay we get at least a little bit of queer Loki. Maybe not gender Sorry, queer not Loki. Sorry, not gender queer, just queer. Yes. Yeah. Um, but we do get gender queer Loki in the comics where Amazing. um we get Kid Loki at one point, we also yeah. get Lady Loki at one <gasps> point, yes. which is wonderful. And I've seen yes. some really really good cosplay of Lady Loki in the past. Um, so this is my my quick sidebar. Go for it. So, we just recently adopted our second cat. I love your cat. <laughs> who her name is Loki. Um, and she came with that name. Because even though she's a tortoise shell and 90, this is an, another fun fact that I learned, 99% of tortoise shell and calico cats are female. Yes. So she's she's a tortoise shell. And so you would think that her owners would know that she was a, a lady cat. They didn't. But they didn't. And so they called her Loki. Or maybe they did. And they just knew that Loki was genderqueer. Yeah. So anyway, we kept her name and she's Princess Loki. Mm-hmm. And she's amazing. And I yeah. love her. Yeah. So the the great part about the comics is that Loki, because um they are a trickster god, yes, um they tend to uh, fluctuate between shapes and also gender. Um, which so when I'm saying gender queer, I'm saying that they could identify as either male or female or yes, uh, obviously non non-binary. Yes. Um, the nice part about that fact in the comics is that it kind of is reflective of the mythology itself. So that is. See, you're making me really want to read the comics. I've read some of the Marvel this comics. Is, this is more recent stuff, too. Okay. I wouldn't say, like, yo, in the 70s when they introduced yeah. them or yeah. Loki was totally genderqueer. Yeah. That's I not I was going to say, I'm really impressed by that. Yeah. But, okay, it's that it's more sense. like late teens, I would say, that yeah. we're getting more yeah. Loki, genderqueer awesome. stuff. Awesome, um, Which is great and like confirmed Loki as Byer Pan, which is also wonderful. So this is that's canon in the mythology as well. Uh, Loki at one point turns into a female horse and becomes impregnated. Astounding. Um, and if you have seen the first movie and you see um, Odin riding a eight legged stag yeah. in the first movie, which is like yeah. a momentary flashback. Right. That is Loki's uh, child. That is so great because Loki was like, "I'm gonna so be a horse for a little bit and then get impregnated and yeah. then get birth." <laughs> I love, I love that there are like little little nods to the mythology sure. in obviously much more so in the comics, but a little bit in the films. Yeah, there's plenty in the films. They just had to make it yeah. work so that their science-based series that becomes the right. MCU right. had to make some sort of sense. So you know, putting. Thor and the realms into like astrophysics. Yes. Ties it in well enough where like it's kind of that thing where sci-fi does this a lot where it's like, "Hey, if we don't understand a science, it comes across as magic." Yes, which, you know, makes sense. It does make sense. And I like I what I do like in the in the MCU is that they at least make an attempt to explain or exactly say that there is science or like explain it in our terms it might very well be magic because we as humans don't understand all of the rules and laws of the universe absolutely and actually i think in the first thor movie and i'm gonna forget the quote exactly but at one point thor and jane are talking and thor is like you know you call it magic. You call it science. In my world, the two are one. It's basically and the same it's thing. the same thing. Yeah, and I and that's lo- why and Thor that. works so well with the MCU universe is because they're like, okay, so starting with Iron Man, they could get away with just like. Parascience basically. Yeah. But by including Thor into that universe, they were allowed to get away with like, oh, this is kinda science, I guess. Yeah, kinda sort of. Like this guy summons lightning, but there's a scientific reason behind it. Yeah. You know, that totally, kind of thing. Totally. Which Ragnarok talking about, you know, inaccuracies from mm-hmm. the mythology. That's not what Ragnarok <laughs> was. Well, okay, so. But, well, I'm interested, yeah, I'm interested to hear what you think about. It's not completely off. So the Norse are really interesting because they understood that their mythology, like, it was cyclical. And that right. at some point there was a beginning and so forth there had to be an end. Right. And so Ragnarok is the end of time for the Norse gods. Yes. Um, and the world in general, but also like right. the realms are kind of separate. So yeah. it depends. yeah. Um. So when we see the opening of Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. he's talking to Sutir which is yes. the flaming, yeah, the flaming god that he steals his crown. Right. Um, in the yeah. in the mythology, I don't think it's its crown. It's the fact that he has a sword. Okay. And so when he has access to that sword, and when the time comes, he's going to end the world and bring it all to flames. Amazing. So, which is basically what happens to Asgard at the end of Thor Ragnarok. It is. That's true. And it's it's kind of understanding this idea that Norse mythology believes that the end is a inevitable fact. Right. And in order for that, in order for the world to keep going, that end has to happen so that a new beginning can happen. Right. So that it's not completely inaccurate. That that is fair. That is true. It is not the worst. I've, I've seen, I've seen mythology butchered worse than Thor uh, Well, and what I like is, it's what I like about, um, and I know this is sometimes an unpopular opinion, mm-hmm. but it's what I like about um, Alfonso Coron's Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. I like Prisoner of Azkaban. I, I like, I really, that's my favorite Harry Potter movie. It's my favorite book and movie. Because, because, and it's probably my favorite book as well, mm-hmm. is because that's the only one that it feels like it's really an adaptation and right. he's actually being creative yes. with the medium. Whereas the other films feel like we are just taking like bullet points from the actual film and just making them happen. Yes. Exactly. And whereas there's so much flavor and color right. to Prisoner of Azkaban. And like it keeps the nuance of it where a lot of the other films Exactly. It don't. keeps it keeps the core of it. While being creative and changing some things. Right. And so I'd like to think that Taika Waititi did a similar thing yes. with Ragnarok. I 100% agree. And and also Jeff Goldblum. Uh, <laughs> so interestingly, if we're going to get back to, into the comics real quick, yeah. did you see uh, Guardians 2? Yes. Okay. I love it. Uh, so you know what's his face's character, who's the planet who plays ego? Ego, yeah, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. Um, Kurt Russell and Jeff Goldblum are supposed to be both Celestials, as well as Benicio del Toro, right? I think his he, the Collector. I heard I that know. he is also maybe supposed to be a Celestial. Maybe I but can't yes, remember. Exactly. I did. I did know that Jeff Goldblum is yes. supposed to be a Celestial, but they're very like different Celestials. Yes, and they're very different interpretations. And I actually like Taiki Watini's better if I'm being honest. I mean, I like to think of them as kind of different characters. Right. Well, I mean, Ego is obviously much more self-centered and has destroyed much more in order to gain very little. Yeah. Whereas just Jeff Goldblum has put himself in the center of things and knows what needs to revolve around him in order to keep his like his comfort going. Absolutely. So I think that they're very different characters in that. But I do like the interpretation of Jeff Goldblum's Celestial versus ego i do i do too mm-hmm. i i very much do too because you you find him a little more charming mm-hmm. but also but also despicable you kind of want yeah. him to fuck loki yeah oh yeah absolutely yeah, for sure. oh i totally want that mm-hmm. to happen i'll ship that absolutely um and i just want jeff goldblum to fuck everyone is well, the yeah. problem well yeah um and i haven't listened to the lauren shippen <laughs> episode yet but i only imagine yeah. she's saying the same things about sebastian stan so i'm like probably okay pretty much she okay, was good. she was a little she was a little more uh, kind of what's what's the word uh, reserved di- diplomatic okay. reserved yeah about I the think cap, we're more wine in at this point I think <laughs> we are we're way more <laughs> wine in let's be real cap and uh, mm, winter soldier ship. and Bucky Bucky Barnes it's a good and ship it's a great ship. And you know, and I get like you know, there can be there can be friendship without romance, sure. but I think there's at least a little bit of romance yeah. there. I'm also and, a big from the comics. I'm a big uh, Bucky and Nat shipper. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, I Which didn't know like, that was a thing. Yeah, it's a very yeah. strong ship in the comics. Yeah, not so much in the uh, no, in that the movies, has, I don't but think only because, at all. Only because Joss Whedon ruined Black Widow. <sighs> <sighs> That, that is, take... I will, I will be there with you for that hundred yeah. percent. That like, the hey, worst thing that Joss Whedon did was ruin Black Widow. Yeah, let's like make a Black Widow Hulk romance for some reason, which, which I is don't... okay. It doesn't really make sense to me, but but the main thing that bothers me is <laughs> just shaking my head, looking at. The I moment. I know. Yeah, yeah. Julia is very very disappointed in <laughs> Joss right now, it, which Joss. is fair. But the the main thing was, like, as I know many people are upset by, that, like, Black Widow's great, you know, darkness is that she can't have children. God forbid that a woman but should not be like, able to have nonsense. children. Well, yes, exactly. That's my point. Is that that, and, like, okay, ship ship Hulk and Nat. Ship whatever you want. Yeah, like, ship whatever you want. That's fine. But that, like, you're better than that, Joss yes. Whedon. You did what Buffy 100%. the Vampire Slayer. Women are not just yeah, like so, bearers of children. You, you iced your gaze, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and he's done. He's done all sorts of things. He he did a lot of great things in his time. I think. Yes. But in retrospect, we are now looking at. We're looking at it through a lens, in 2018, and we're like, "What the fuck are you doing, dude?" But, but- you can't keep perpetuating those problems that you had in the past yes. in 2016 17, 18. yes exactly and then that's what i think what was so disappointing yes to so many people for sure but just quickly uh speaking of hulk yes that's also another brilliant thing that happens in thor ragnarok <gasps> is so thor thor and hulk is is the best i've never enjoyed hulk as much as, as in thor ragnarok okay this is what i wanted to talk about when we were talking about directing yeah versus kenneth brano versus yeah. taika watini yes kenneth brano understood that thor had a certain level of comedy to it mm-hmm. but he did it as very straight comedy he did where it's like the comedy is um directed in a way that is very serious but because you understand the concept of it 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 comes across as funny. I'm also pretty sure I was as I was rewatching it. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that Thor speaks in iambic pentameter. Oh, fucking for sure for, he does for almost the whole first movie. And yes. and I was like, yes, Kenneth Brown, you definitely of directed you this you did. movie. <laughs> da-da, da-da, da-da. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all know what's going on. Yeah. Here. Yes, so, yes, Kenneth and Branagh, and I love that, and I and I enjoy that, right? But Taika Waititi then was like, well, go on. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. Taika Waititi takes it as actual comedy. Yes. And, like, Thor is very self-serious in the first Thor movie. Yes. I haven't seen the second one in a very long time, so I can't really comment. He's also... He's, he's very much... And I also don't it's remember similar. who directed the second one, so it doesn't really um, matter. His name is Alan Taylor. Didn't I, really matter. It didn't really matter. Okay. I think Kenneth Branagh was supposed to, but he backed I out. I think he, like, executive produced maybe or something maybe, like that. Maybe, yeah. Um, But so you go from Kenneth Branagh, who is a Shakespearean actor. He knows how Shakespeare does comedy. Mm-hmm. So it's a very, like, self-serious comedy where it's like right. you have that, that scene with Thor in the thing where he's like, oh, I really enjoyed this drink, slams the drink down another. Yeah. Which, like, character-wise, totally makes sense. Absolutely. And then you have Taika uh having Thoriel. yell, he's a friend from work! Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I get that, dude. Yeah. And it's like, it's a completely different level of comedy, but it still works for the character. It really does, and I actually, I i see, now having seen the first two thors again and i've recently re- rewatched all the avengers movies mm-hmm. thor ragnarok is the one in which i i can tell that chris hemsworth is having the best time oh yeah for and, sure and I, I mean as you would because you, he's got a lot of more fun material Hell yeah. to work with Hell yeah. but but i feel like he really kind of like embraces the character Mm -hmm. in a way that he hasn't necessarily in all of the previous films. It's like when a director starts letting you ad-lib for your character because you know the character so well at that point. Yes. That's what that feels like. And it became less about you know like in, in every Thor movie there is of course like the ab shot of Chris Hemsworth which is which is fair. It's fine. He's, I get he's it. He's got a great body. Very handsome. He's dude. a very attractive person. But in in Thor Ragnarok part, and this is going back to why I really like that there's no romance in it, is that it, it he's able to just like be his character yeah. and really fully it's embrace. Like I'm that. not a sexual icon. I'm just a yeah. dude trying to get by. Yeah, absolutely. And that's and that's what it felt like. And in all the other movies, it felt very much like. And I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. being being yeah. able to look at Chris Hemsworth's body. But that... <laughs> Don't, we <all? laughs> Don't we all? Don't we all? Don't we all? That is I a privilege that I have. I mean, honestly, <laughs> that movie is a plus because Chris Hemsworth's body, also Tessa Thompson's body. Yes. Oh, my God. All that. She is, is amazing. There is that fucking shot where Tessa Thompson looks directly into the camera, has a giant cannon, and it just goes... <sighs> I'm like, yeah, girl. Fuck yeah. It's a, the, where she... And then when she, like... Adjusts her like arm. Oh, things, the, gaunt- the gauntlet thing. The gauntlet got Totally things, separate. That thing. then. That oh, then man. she can like control her. She's she. Like, mm, yeah, bitch. She is the best addition to the, the series. The 100%. series. I agree, hundred mm-hmm. percent. And I was really bummed that she wasn't in Infinity War. She Should have been. Mad but before. also, I understand it. There's like a million things they had to deal with, and I know that I'm sure she'll be in the next one. Mm-hmm. But. Since you have murdered all... Of since you murdered everybody. Just murdered but, everyone. Just okay. Room for Tessa so, Thompson now. So um so just to close this out, since sure. this is what Lauren and I sort of finished, the, okay. and maybe Mike as well. I haven't edited the the Spider-Man episode okay. yet, so I don't really You'll remember. Make it. You'll make it. I'll, I'll, I'll edit it. You'll in. move I'll things just, around. I'll splice everything together. I'll take like little clips from Potterless mm-hmm. to, <laughs> Perfect. Um, to make it work. But my theory is... That everyone who died in Infinity War, or at least some of the major characters who died in Infinity War, and I and I know this because, like, I know they're making another Guardians of the Galaxy. I know they're making another Spider Man. I know they're making another Black Panther. So obviously, at yes. least the major, it's implied. Yes, the major care, the major players from those films are going to come back. But then my theory is that m- most of the major. Players who die or, or who survived infinity war are going to actually die and i'm not sure about thor okay i'm not sure about thor mm-hmm. pretty sure captain america is going to die most likely most likely not entirely positive about iron man what are your thoughts um i think that probably <laughs> i think that robert Downey jr is like I, we, we're like nine episodes at this point, nine movies at this yeah, point. Yeah, he. I mean, I, I think he's. Break. I think he's done. I think yeah. I. I have heard that both Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans have said that they don't want to do right anymore. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to die. Sure. I think Cap is going to. I'm not sure if uh, Tony Stark is going to. So my history of comic nerdiness, yes. tells me that when it comes to comic book characters. No one dies for long. Yes, people die, but, but they, they don't back. stay dead. Yeah. Um. I will say there are plenty of instances where the Captain America mantle has either fallen onto Bucky Barnes. Yep. Or fallen onto Falcon. Yes. In the past. Yes, that's one hundred percent thing. Uh, like totally a thing. Um, in the past, Iron Man has also passed down his mantle. Yeah. Currently, uh, I think Riri Williams is the current uh-huh. Iron. Man, her character is Iron Heart. Sure. um, But also, um, I can't remember Gwyneth Paltrow's character's name. Pepper Potts. Pepper Potts. Pepper Potts has played uh, Lifeline, I think, is the character that she's played. I am really hoping that they make her, that they give her a bigger part. In the next Avengers, I agree, but also Gwyneth Paltrow doesn't need more. She oh she doesn't. She's making plenty of money telling women to stick stones up their vaginas. Not um, for (laughs) not for Gwyneth Paltrow's sake. For Pepper Pots, okay, that's fair. Um, I understand that. I don't know. That's kind of my theory that I think something something more is going to happen with her. I I don't want to say I definitely think that Captain America and Iron Man will die but i yeah. also think that like their mantles will be given up or given to a new person by the end of avengers 4 fabulous thank you we're just we're just topping off just the glasses, of, off wine. The glasses of wine perfect um that's that's my uh, theory and i'm sticking to oh, it all right well but that, in that comic sounds... books in general mantles change that is very fair and i thor think thor becomes true. jane Hey, man, if I they know. bring Natalie Portman back and they Portman. actually do that, because I, I feel don't think like they can afford Natalie Portman at this probably point. Probably not. But it- here's my theory. OK. um, You know how so Captain America and Iron Man are probably like the quote unquote lead Avengers mm-hmm. for the the phase one, phase two yeah. situation. Yeah. Because we know that there's going to be a phase three and also a phase four. Yeah. Um, I think the characters that are going to be the leaders and take over those Quote unquote roles, not necessarily Captain America and Iron Man. Um, I think that's going to be um, T'Challa as Black Panther. Yes, I think so too. I hope so. And uh, Captain Marvel. Yes, is going to be the. I think those are going to be the other two that kind of focus in on those roles as the leaders of whatever the future Avengers are going to be. I think. I think so too because obviously they're they're leading towards Captain Marvel. Yes, and Black Panther just came out, but interestingly, Captain Marvel is going to be kind of a prequel, so I'm I'm curious to see where she ends up in the line of. You know, just the like timeline of where yeah, everything Yeah, me is. too. And the other, the other big thing that I'm curious about is, oh, I don't remember his full character name, but in one of the stingers for Guardians two, mm-hmm. there's Adam. I think Adam is it Adam Universe or Adam? It's Adam something. Is it just Adam?
1: They call like him the
0: Adam. They call him just Adam. Okay. in in the movie, but he is a character in the comic books mm-hmm. and. He is apparently a big player in defeating Thanos. I'm trying to remember which character. So, you're and talking I'm trying about. to, I'm trying to. Winston was telling me about this. It's Adam Warlock. <gasps> um, oh, yeah, it's Warlock. Yeah, Adam okay. Warlock. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sorry. Yeah. Nope, I don't know I, why I was. Maybe I was thinking of Steven Universe. Adam Warlock <laughs> is actually, if I remember correctly, um, started out as an X Men mm. spin off character, um, and then he merged with a like weird sentient robot being. Because um, Adam so Warlock's cool. Adam Warlock's original character was he was a polymath, so he just like he huh. could speak any language. It Doesn't matter if they were like in space speaking to an alien yeah, race yeah, yeah, or yeah. whatever. He was a polymath; he could understand. But he joined forces with this weird like symbiotic robot creature, and they became uh, Ad- I think it was Adlock or something like that was oh, the character. Cool. Um, and so they were. I don't know, like just a combo of them was able to exist and like played a key role in the X Men series. I'm not sure about Thanos, honestly, because the well, the Infinity War series was not something I ever read as a kid. Sure. So so he is introduced in like this birthing pod in a stinger. Sure. It, at the end of Guardians two, that the I don't and I can't that. I can't remember what they're called, but the gold people. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She kind of like. <laughs> um, <laughs> um she creates him as a mm-hmm. and the premise is that he that that he's going to defeat the Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure. Interesting but, character choice. Yeah, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Um, n- now no. that I've ranted at you about Marvel characters for so oh my long. god this is so amazing this is why like literally I could sit here with you all night and do this mm-hmm. but because I maybe should keep this you know close to an hour sure, sure. episode wise Julia is there anything any last thoughts that you have about Thor or anything Marvel related or I'm I feel like we didn't talk about Loki enough we didn't talk about Loki enough but I think that Loki's gonna get their own episode yes That's their right. own episode because there's Too much to talk about. I will say um, an interesting part about Loki is that in Norse mythology, Mm -hmm. um, magic is kind of gendered towards women yeah and so the fact that and the only instance of that not being really the case is odin who sacrifices right. a eye in order to gain magical powers i think that's a good sacrifice i think i would I mean, do that too i probably would yeah it's fine yeah <laughs> <laughs> i would lose it it's okay yeah, yeah. um and you see that kind of reflected in um the thor ragnarok where he loses yeah. an eye as well yeah. um but Loki is one of the few instances where they don't really talk about the fact that it is gendered, but also at the right. same time, Loki is the uh, illusion. He's a trickster god. Yeah, he is. So the fact that he's able to use magic in order to use trickery is part of his like, gender queer identity. Yeah. Which I think is really important. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. And that is a great uh, segue to perhaps a Loki, a Loki episode. episode in the future. ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Julia, thank you so much for being here and indulging me and it talking. It's my pleasure, absolutely. talking about this with me. Uh, I know we just did this, but because it's a different episode, what would you like to plug? Because there's so many wonderful things you're working on. Um, my main show is Spirits Podcast, which is a drunken dive into myths and legends. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is part of the. You'll multi- hear more about Loki and Thor yes, in that. Absolutely, yep. um, that is part of the Multitude Productions network, um, which is basically all about. Talking about nerdy things that we love. Talking about yeah. niche things that are important to us. So yeah. we do stuff on Harry Potter. We do stuff on Dungeons and Dragons. We do stuff on, like, queer television. We yeah. do stuff on um, basketball, which, like, doesn't seem like as much a thing, but it is. But it is. Yep. It's amazing. Um, and I also do voice acting on a number of shows, including um, Tides, uh, which is a sci-fi kind of isolationist uh not thriller, but like a... Uh... You know, as a, as I was just saying, it's what Gabrielle. It's similar to what Gabrielle I think initially envisioned Wolf Three Hundred and Fifty Nine to be. Yes, in that it is much more about the um like human identity and human interactions than it is about the like evil forces coming to get yes. you. So if you like that kind of thing, that is totally up yeah. your alley. Yeah. Um. Also, I believe my character Fred is very much a Minkowski kind of character. Yeah. I I think so too. I definitely yes. relate to Fred. um. They're they're both very like. Uh, not not great with people kind not of people. great not great with people yeah uh, <laughs> I also do a show called what's the Frequency, which is a psych- psychedelic noir um, where I play a housewife who comes into her own which is very Yay. exciting um I do a show hopefully might be out soon called uh, 1994 which um, is a bunch of teens in 1994 go on a road trip um, and I'm, I'm so excited for and this. I uh, may or may not, Play a bank robber in that. We don't know. It's up for That's up for amazing. debate. Amazing. And then a another show that I don't know I uh, don't know when it's coming out, but it is called Act Natural. And it is a um kind of sci fi horror esque kind of thing. That is so amazing I would say I'm, it's dark comedy is a good way to describe it I am so happy that there are so many ways to listen to you do I'm just everywhere your wonderful things oh yeah and I'm also in the new season of greater Boston that's coming out soon oh yeah yeah you yeah, know yeah, whatever could, yeah just casually just, yeah just casually I play a, a really cute hippie <laughs> amazing <laughs> amazing well, Julia, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. me. I'm oh sorry it was kind of a mess. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's perfect. This <laughs> is a this is a podcast about wine, and we just finished a bottle Good, of wine. Great. So perfect. we are we are on brand, I'm killing it right now, and we are killing it right now. <laughs> thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. on. Cheers. Cheers. Ah, uh, the impressive. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> pairing was created produced hosted and edited by emma shirjarko with music and audio recording by winston shaw and logo artwork by darcy zimmerman and katie huey if you'd like more information links and clarifications on what we talked about this episode please check out the show notes follow us on twitter tumblr facebook and instagram at pairing podcast to keep tabs on what we're up to Come check us out on Patreon at patreoncom pairingpodcast, where you can pledge as little as $1 a month and get access to exclusive content, customized pairings from me, live streams, and more. Feel free to send us any thoughts, questions, requests, and pairings of your own on our website, thepairingpodcast.com, via email at pairingpodcast at gmail.com, or on any social media platform. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and sharing with your friends. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time, read, drink, and be merry.